Hello and welcome to episode number 45 of the Lunch Table Talk podcast. And in today's episode, I'm going to be giving you a full recap of the 2021 NFL Draft that just happened this past weekend. Uh, I'm going to be looking over my two mock drafts I did, um, one you guys did not see, one you guys did hear, um, or at least I hope you did hear. Um, uh, most selections by colleges, my favorite picks and least favorite picks, um, teams with the best and worst draft, and then I'm also going to be giving out letter grades for every first rounder. So with that being said, we're going to hop right into it and starting off uh, with the correct picks in my mock draft, ended off with eight picks, just a quarter of the picks that I got correct. Um, the first two, pretty easy, Lawrence to Jacksonville, Wilson to, um, to New York. Um, that was pretty obvious, and I think most people could have predicted that even just by watching one or two single mock drafts, you'd be able to see the pattern pretty quickly. Pitts to Atlanta, got that one correct. Jamar Chase to Cincinnati, that one was good. Uh, Rashawn Slater to Los Angeles, I'll talk about that pick a little later, but I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, Mac Jones to, to New England. Quiddy Pay to Indianapolis and Najee Harris to Pittsburgh were the other picks that I got correct. So the other mock draft that I did that you guys did not uh, did not hear were was my draft as we go draft. Um, basically, you can draft up until the pick is in. Um, so once Lawrence got tra- once Lawrence got drafted to Jacksonville, then I could make my New York pick. And after Wilson got drafted to New York then I could make my uh, San Fran pick, um, so on and so forth. Trades are included, so you could um, switch your pick if uh, Chicago traded up. I think I tr- I've changed my Tennessee pick at least four times, ended up getting it right, but with that being said, I got 16 of those correct, just over half, or no, that's a dead half actually. Um, so 16 picks correct there, I think that's pretty good. Um, there were some later round picks that I got correct that I was pretty surprised of. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go over those now. Obviously, I got Lawrence and Wilson correct. I also got Pitts to Atlanta, Chase to Cincinnati, Sewell to Detroit, J.C. Horn to Carolina, Devontae Smith to Philadelphia, Justin Fields to Chicago, Micah Parsons to Dallas, Rashawn Slater to Los Angeles, Mac Jones to New England, Quiddy Pay to Indianapolis, Caleb Farley to Tennessee, Christian Darisol to Minnesota, Najee Harris to Pittsburgh, and Rashad Bateman to Baltimore. Very happy Bateman fell to Baltimore. Um, I think that is a perfect fit there for the Ravens. So most selections by colleges. Obviously, we saw who had the most first-rounders, and that would go to Alabama at 6. But they're actually tied with the most selections overall, with Ohio State at 10. Nine selections, Notre Dame and Georgia both had 9. Florida and Michigan both had 8. LSU on the lonesome had seven, and there's four colleges tied for fifth at six selections apiece. University of Central Florida, Pittsburgh, Penn State, and Kentucky. Um, definitely not the football schools you would expect to have the most um, or top five most selections uh, on a per college basis, um, in my opinion. I didn't I didn't think I'd see UFC up, or UCF up here or Pittsburgh or Kentucky. You kind of figure Penn State, but the other three definitely not. So now for my favorite picks in every round, plus the undrafted free agent signings. So for this one, I'm not just going to pick the best player in every round. That's just boring. Um, I'm going to do basically best scheme fit, good value, um, good player where you picked him. Um, like I said, I think they'll perform well where they landed and you know stuff like that. So with that being said, 
my favorite pick in round number one would have to be Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State, going to the Chicago Bears. Now, this might be a weird one because as a football fan, you know that Ohio State does not produce the most NFL-ready quarterbacks and Chicago does not produce the most, or yeah, Chicago doesn't produce very many good quarterbacks, period. But I think the curse ends right here with Justin Fields. They obviously saw something in him to trade up to 11 and snag him. They thought that was a steal. And in my opinion, yes, that is a steal. I could definitely have seen Justin Fields going anywhere from 2 to closer to 10. And falling out of the top 10 was a huge surprise for me. I thought he was going to go much earlier. But there, uh, Chicago, you're getting great value of Justin Fields at 11. Um, and they already seem to love him if you just scroll through their Instagram for a little bit. So... Favorite pick in round number two would be Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, linebacker from Notre Dame, going to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland needed, had a linebacker hole, and they filled it phenomenally. JOK is a once-in-a-lifetime type linebacker talent, in my opinion. Um, he performed very, very well at Notre Dame. Um, and some mock drafts had him as the first linebacker off the board, and I wouldn't I wouldn't frown upon you if you did that. Um, even over Micah Parsons, um, I don't know much about Micah. I did more research into JOK, and I seem to like him a lot more. And getting him in the second round seemed pretty crazy to me. But he did fall due to a heart issue, I believe, um, which so is that is understandable why he did fall where he did. But I think anything outside of the top 25, 20-ish even um, for JOK is a steal. And getting him in the mid-50s for Cleveland is phenomenal for them. So my favorite pick in round number three would have to be Patrick Jones II, edge rusher from Pittsburgh, going to Minnesota. I am very high on Patrick Jones. I know Pittsburgh doesn't produce the most uh, the most incredible NFL talent. Um, the only two current NFL players I can think from Pittsburgh are Aaron, are excuse me Aaron Donald and Tyler Boyd, both actually very very good players. But outside of those two, there's not really a farm of players to pick from. Um, and I think Patrick Jones is going to continue the trend of good Pittsburgh players, um, following in the lines of Aaron Donald and Tyler Boyd. Um, I do think Patrick Jones can be a force. Um, alongside Daniel Hunter and those other uh, defensive tackles uh, there in Minnesota. He is facing a decent, will have to face a decent Green Bay offensive line twice a year uh, with David Bakhtiari, but I, don't, I think they're probably going to put Daniel Hunter and Bakhtiari and that other left tackle or the right tackle position there for Green Bay is still up in the air. But they're still going to have to face the, face the Lions and the Bears um, offensive lines. So maybe he's going to be facing off against two rookies, um, Sewell, and, Sewell for Pittsburgh and Taven Jenkins for Chicago. Um, two other really good picks that I uh, wanted to mention. But yeah, Patrick Jones, I think he's going to be a very, very solid player in the NFL. Um, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be surprised if I see him in a Pro Bowl in a few years. So, favorite round, or favorite pick in round number four would have to be the first to Michael Carter off the board, um, the running back from North Carolina going to New York, uh, the New York Jets, that is. Um, if you did not know, Michael Carter on a per-touch basis actually outperformed Javante Williams, and obviously Javante Williams was taken much earlier than Michael Carter. The Broncos actually traded up for Javante Williams to take him in the early second. Michael Carter, a mid-second or a mid-fourth rounder, I think that's just phenomenal value there for for um, the New York Jets. They don't really have a 
set in stone running back right now. So I think picking up Michael Carter um, and continuing the trend of young players in the backfield is a perfect fit for him. Um, so now you're looking at Michael Carter at your running back. You're looking at Zach Wilson, Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder, and Elijah Moore. Pretty decent offense, if you ask me. Um, tight end up in the air, but they did draft two pretty good um, offensive guards, including Elijah Vera Tucker in the first, and they still have Mackay Becton, so I would not be surprised to see this New York Jets offense torch some secondaries in the near future. So, favorite pick in round number five would be Sean Wade, cornerback Ohio, from Ohio State, going to the Baltimore Ravens. Now, is Sean Wade going to beat out Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Deshaun Elliott, or Chuck Clark for a starting secondary job? The answer is no. But outside of those four, they don't really have anybody that's going to be locked down for them. And I'm not saying that Sean Wade is going to be locked down for them. I just think he's a much better replacement and especially from a fifth rounder, I think he's going to be much better than anybody else they can throw out there. Um, he doesn't have much experience with safety, um, and, and just because he performed bad in the playoffs this year doesn't mean he's going to be a terrible NFL player. He did show signs of stardom there at Ohio State, and going to a headliner team like Baltimore um, shouldn't be that much um, of a different, uh, that much different uh, for Sean Wade going from Ohio to Baltimore, two big schools. So, um, uh, if Sean can just sit behind a little bit um, and let Marlon and Marcus uh, do the work that they're used to and hopefully teach him th some things in the process, um, I think he can be a very, very good corner in the future. So my favorite pick out of the six rounds would have to be Hamsa Nasir Aldean, safety out of Florida State going to the New York Jets. Um, can you tell I like the New York Jets draft yet? Um, <laughs> He only really fell because of his durability, and he was pretty dominant when he was healthy. Um, has that toe-tap skills. Um, one of his most famous highlights was him uh, picking off Trevor Lawrence um, once when Clemson played Florida State earlier this season and when he toe-tapped that interception. Um, I think that was one of Lawrence's only interceptions in the entire season, and it comes from Hamza Nasir-Aldean. So uh, that's obviously something that... <laughs> Something that um, NFL defensive coordinators like to see. Um, if you're picking off the number one overall pick, you're doing something right. My favorite pick in round number seven would have to be Jonathan Cooper, Ed Rusher, from Ohio State, going to Denver. And like I said, do you think I like the Jets draft yet? Or do you think I like Ohio State's draftees yet? Ohio State, another um, Ohio State player right here, Jonathan Cooper, Ed Rusher. Um, great value here in the seventh round. He's a fourth-round type player, getting in the late, uh, getting drafted in the late seventh. That's just good value, and not that Denver necessarily needs another edge rusher because they do have two of the best in Von Miller and Bradley Chubb right now. But Cooper, if he can sit behind there for a little bit, I think he'd be a phenomenal role player for Denver in years to come. So my favorite undrafted free agent would have to be Jarrett Patterson, running back from Buffalo, going to the Washington Football Team. Now, for now, you might think that but uh, Washington doesn't necessarily need a running back because Miss McKissick and they obviously drafted the rookie Gibson last year, um, who performed phenomenally in his first year. But they do need some sort of ground and pound running back, um, similar to what Jared, Jared Patterson's style is. He had over 400 yards and eight touchdowns versus Kent State. Yes, it's that guy. And if you follow me on Instagram, um, you know that I was a big fan of Patterson coming into the draft. Um, 400 yards and eight touchdowns is just something you don't see every day, and especially a school like Kent State, who is not someone to bat an eye at, especially in college football. Um, they have produced some decent NFL talent like Julian Edelman, 
But besides the point, Washington did need a ground-and-pound running back like Patterson to add to the roster, and they did it here in the undrafted free agent market. McKissick and Gibson both are known for their receiving skills, and they needed somebody like Patterson to fill that gap um, to run the ball on short distances, and I think he'll be phenomenal for them. So that ends off my favorite picks in every round, plus the UDFA. Um, first round, Justin Fields. Second, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. Third, Patrick Jones II. Fourth, Michael Carter. Five, Sean Wade. Six, Hamsa Nasiruddin. Seven, Jonathan Cooper. And eight, Jared Patterson. So now for my least favorite picks in rounds one to five. For my least favorite pick in round number one, it would have to be Travis Etienne running back from Clemson going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, if you did listen to last week's episode, this might come as some sort of surprise because I did talk so highly of Etienne when I had him mocked going to Buffalo Bills. Now, I think this is probably the worst position that Etienne could have been in. Um, well, maybe not Etienne. I think it's the worst position that James Robinson could be in because Jacksonville did sign Carlos Hyde and they just drafted ETN with a first-run draft pick. Kind of seems like a huge middle finger to James Robinson, who had a phenomenal rookie campaign as an undrafted free agent. And because he was an undrafted free agent, you're paying him literally close to nothing. He had a phenomenal season. Over 1,400 all-purpose yards as an undrafted free agent. He didn't know he was going to get the starting job until week two after Fournette left to Tampa. Um, so that... That backfield was very much up in the air for anybody's taking, and Patterson proved that he can be that guy. And drafting ETN here is just kind of seems like a middle finger to James Robinson, like I said. Now, I think ETN and Robinson will be a phenomenal duo, um, especially since ETN and Trevor Lawrence are going to be a good duo, like they were in college. But I just don't like the scheme hit fit here. Um, I could have had ETN go to a numerous amount of different places, um, and Jacksonville just wouldn't be one of those spots. So my least favorite pick in round number two would be Tutu Atwell, wide receiver from Louisville, going to the Los Angeles Rams. They already had the receiver position locked up, it seems like. And they also have a good tight end in Tyler Higby. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods don't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. Although Robert Woods is getting a little older, I don't think Tutu Atwell is the type of guy that you want as your number two um, behind Cooper Cup. Although Cooper Cup is amazing, um, he does seem more of a number two type guy, in my opinion. Um, I just don't think Atwell can be that real solid number two for a team. And wasting a second round pick when Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU is still on the board, this kind of seems weird to me. And honestly, for being honest, the Los Angeles Rams had more positional needs to fill um, aside from wide receiver. So, my least favorite pick in round number three would be Benjamin St. Just, cornerback from Minnesota, going to the Washington football team. Now, Washington football team slash Washington Redskins do have injury history, and it's going to continue here with Benjamin St. Just, like it did last year with their other third-round pick in Sadiq Charles from LSU. He was a guard, um, barely even played last year. Anyway, uh, St. Just here. If I tell you one thing, you're going to understand why I don't like this pick. He's already contemplated retirement after numerous uh, injuries and just not performing incredible at Minnesota um, in short sprints. So I think that's enough to prove why I don't like this pick for my team. So, least favorite pick in round number four 
Ian Book, quarterback from Notre Dame to the New Orleans Saints. Who is going to mentor him there? Jameis Winston? Nah. Jameis Winston's too busy going to fight for that starting job. Taysom Hill? He's not even a real quarterback, and he's not going to help Ian Book at all. Um, maybe he can try, but I just don't think that. I feel like there's better players for the Saints to pick up outside of Ian Book here. Um, I do feel like this was kind of a reach, and I understand why they reached for him. It's because there was other quarterbacks flying off the board. Shane Bouchelle, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, and I know I'm forgetting another one, but um, those are just three dimension that that went off the board pretty simultaneous, pretty much simultaneously. Um, and Ian Book went shortly after, and I just don't think he's in the same ballpark as uh, Mills and Mond. So, and also make that quarterback competition a little more crowded. Why don't you, New Orleans? There you go. So with my least favorite pick in round number five, it would have to be Ben Mason, fullback from Michigan, going to the Baltimore Ravens. There's three teams in the NFL that still use a fullback and still use them well. That would be the Las Vegas Raiders using Alec Ingold, the San Francisco 49ers using Kyle Juszczyk, and that would be the Baltimore Ravens using Patrick Ricard. Three teams. Baltimore, you already have a top three fullback in the league um, by the process of elimination of teams that still use a fullback. Um, and props to you for still using a fullback. I, th I still think it's an important position in the league. But why are you drafting another fullback for Michigan in the fifth? I mean, I know there could be some there's some late-round gems. I mean, we've, we've all seen them. Um, there could still be some late-round gems here in these uh, five, six, and seventh round. So why are you drafting another fullback when you already have a top three fullback guaranteed? Probably top two in my eyes. Um, I still think he's better than Ingold, but even top two, top three, who gives a crap? Uh, ben Mason in the fifth round? Come on, man, what are you doing? Um, fullback in the fifth, just not. I just don't like it at all. So, on the um, on the case of bad drafts, why don't we go head over to the teams with the worst draft segment. So, coming in at number three with my third least favorite draft, it would have to be the Los Angeles Rams. They took wide receivers when wide receiver not really a position of need right now, especially with a decent tight end coming back healthy. Um, Tutu Atwell, I thought was a reach. He was my least favorite pick out of round two. Terrace Marshall was still there for the Panthers to grab. And they also took two other wide receivers who I think are going to be non-factors. They took a defensive tackle when there was other decent players on the board. And they also reached a few times for a few different players. So my second favorite, or my second least favorite, um, I guess you could say, uh, draft has to go to the Seattle Seahawks. And part of that is, yes, because of their draft picks uh, were very much limited. Three draft picks in the entire draft was the least amount in the entire NFL. But with their first round pick, they took a wide receiver. Obviously, we know if you watch any sort of Seattle Seahawks game, you can tell Tyler Lockett and DK have a great connection, and they're easily one of the best wide receiver duos in the league right now. They took Dwayne Eskridge, and I just think that's a bad fit for him. Um, I think Eskridge could have uh, performed very, very well outside of Seattle. Um, outside of teams with already two good wide receivers locked up, um, I did not want him to go to a team like this. Um, so that Seattle, Tampa, uh, let's see, any any of those type teams, any team that has two decent wide receivers already, 
Um, just did not want to see Eskridge go there. And Seattle took him with their, what was it, their first pick, which was like, what, second, second, third round, something like that. Um, and they, they took Trey Brown when Sean Wade was still there, which is, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me. And they took Stone Forsyth, offensive lineman, who's probably just going to be a backup and don't know much about him. So, if you're asking me, Seattle didn't really improve their team that much, aside from their wide receivers three slot. So, coming in with my least favorite draft, this past draft, it's going to have to go to the New Orleans Saints. They reached on Peyton Turner, edge rusher out of Houston, when there was many, many other decent edge rushers still on the board. Um, Aziz Ojolari, um to name one big one that I know a lot of people will know. Uh, Joe Tyrone, uh, Nick Bolton. Actually, no, he's more of a linebacker. But still, you get the point. Peyton Turner was close to, I think he was like 127 on most people's big boards or something like that. Um, I think that was the consensus pick for him and taking him at 27 overall. Don't understand it. My opinion, worst pick of the first round. They reached on Pete Werner. I do like Pete Werner, but I do think taking him where they did was a reach. They also reached on Ian Book, and I understand why. There was quarterbacks flying off the board. Kellen Mond, Sam Bouchelle, and Davis Mills all went in that little simultaneous time frame uh, within like five picks or something. So they felt like they needed a quarterback, did not need to crowd up the quarterback competition room any more than it already is with Taysom and Jameis, even though, in my opinion, Jameis already should have the starting role locked up um, because when he played, when Drew was out, he looked phenomenal. Um, honestly, the only thing saving the entire New Orleans Saints draft was them taking Paulson Nadebo, uh cornerback out of Stanford um, in a late third. In my opinion, that's a steal for them. So let's go on over to a bit of a better note. Um, teams with the best draft. So coming in the third, my, my third favorite draft, it's going to have to be the Cleveland Browns. Um, and honestly, it's just because of their first two picks. Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern cornerback in the first round, and Jeremiah Wusukormo, a linebacker from Notre Dame in the second. Two phenomenal defensive picks. Um, I would be I would be worried if I were facing this um, Cleveland's Browns Cleveland Browns defense um, in a times in a very soon time frame. Um, if you know what I'm saying, if they face them soon. Be worried is basically what I'm trying to say. Newsom and Cormoa are both phenomenal picks where they took them. They also took uh, Anthony Schwartz, who won, who out of Auburn wide receiver, um, who ran the fastest official 40-yard dash um, at all of the pro days. So my second favorite draft is going to have to be the Miami Dolphins uh, this time. So Jalen Waddle, uh, good pick. Would have rather Devontae Smith, but I think they're both going to be very, very good. Um, Jalen Phillips, another great pick in the first round. Um, def- glad they took him over Greg Rousseau. Um, Javon Holland, safety, another good pick. Um, needed some extra help in that secondary, and they got it, and I think Holland's going to be very, very good. Lee Mechenberg, center. They needed, they needed another interior lineman after shipping off Eric Flowers to the Washington football team. And finally, Hunter Long, who should pair nicely alongside Mike Gusecki. So, in my opinion, they drafted five starter um, five players that could start in on an NFL roster, in my opinion. So, with my favorite draft, um, I'm sure if you've been listening even the slightest bit at this episode, um, you'd know who this is going to be, and it's going to be the New York Jets. Zach Wilson. I've kind of, I've 
come around on the Zach Wilson hype train, not as much, but I, I caught the I caught the caboose of the Zach Wilson hype train. Um, still don't think he's going to be as good as Justin Fields, but I'm starting to like him a little bit more after watching him and hearing stuff about him. Um, and it's not just because of his sister. Um, Zach Wilson, great pick there at, at two. Again, like I said, would have rather had uh, Justin Fields, but it's okay. Zach Wilson, I think he's going to be just fine there in New York. And especially... Um, because of the pieces that he that the Jets surrounded him with um, in the draft and this offseason. Corey Davis, Crowder is already there. They drafted Elijah Vera Tucker um, at 14 overall, um, and they saw him in the early teen rounds. Um, they knew they had to swoop him up. So Elijah Vera Tucker, another great pick as an interior offensive lineman. I think he was the pretty much the consensus offensive guard number one in this draft. Um, Elijah Moore, one of my, I think he was my fifth wide receiver um, prospect. So I had, I had this in order. I had Bateman, Waddle, Smith, and Jamar over him, and then I had Elijah Moore. So taking Elijah Moore in the second, I think, was a steal. Michael Carter, times two. They took a good running back there, Michael Carter. I think he's going to play very well um, behind Mackay Becton and Elijah Vance Hucker. And they also locked up a corner position and another safety position in Hamza Nasir Aldean, and they need to fill that hole, and they've been trying to do that since Jamal Adams left. And hopefully either Michael Carter II or Hamza Nasir Aldean is going to be able to slot in there nicely and uh, take over where Jamal left off. So, teams with the best draft, I had Cleveland, Miami, and New York. Teams with the worst draft, I had Seattle, Los Angeles, and the Saints. So, um... That's going to wrap up that segment, and we're going to head over to grading the... actually don't know if I want to do the second round yet. Um, I, I do know most of the second round players. I think I, I probably know all of the second round players. Um, so I, I might end up doing the second round as well. But for now, it's just going to be the first, and you'll see by the length of the episode if I did the second or not. So Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, Jaguars, A+, easy. Uh, Zach Wilson to BYU, A. Only reason I don't give it A plus is because I think they should have taken Justin Fields. Number three, Trey Lance. Interesting fit here, in my opinion. Um, again, just because Zach will, or because Justin Fields is still there, I think they should have taken him. I give it an A minus. Number four, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Matt Ryan has a history of playing decent with tight ends and big, strong guys like Julio, like Ridley, like Tony Gonzalez, like you know, a bunch of other guys. Um, Kyle Pitts, I give it an A. Good job, uh, Atlanta. Jamar Chase from LSU going to the Bengals. I know that connection with him and Burrow is going to be um, just as strong as it was uh, there at Louisiana State University. I give it an A. Good job. A-plus if they took Sewell. Jalen Waddle from Alabama going reuniting with Tua Tungvaluwa. I give it an A-minus. Would have rather seen um, Devontae Smith go here. Penai Sewell, I give it an A+. Good job, uh, Detroit, on letting him fall to 7 and swooping him up when you needed to. J.C. Horn, I give it a B+. Um, would have rather seen Patrick Sertain um, go here ahead of Horn. And that's where Patrick Sertain comes into play. At number 9 from Alabama, going to the Denver Broncos. As much as I like Sertain, I don't love the fit here. Or I do like the fit with the Broncos. Um, it's just the fact that Broncos have so many decent um, 
like all pro pro bowl type guys in the secondary um certain probably a future one in my opinion um they also picked up kyle fuller they have justin simmons kareem jackson um all four of those guys are phenomenal um but the secondary is going to be locked down don't love the pick though i give it a b Devontae smith for the eagles at number 10 pains me to do it a good job eagles on getting a wide receiver for the future Number 11, Justin Fields, A+, plus, easy. Uh, I already raved about him a bunch. Uh, number 12, Micah Parsons, Dallas. Um, with the two corners gone, I actually like the pick. I give it an A-. Minus. Um, that linebacker, that young linebacker core there in Dallas is looking very, very good. Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons, Leighton Van Der Esch, do not want to face it. Rashawn Slater going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Good pick there by the Chargers. I give it an A+. Plus. Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, uh, they tra- the Jets traded up to get Elijah Vera Tucker at 14. I give it an A, good pick. Mac Jones, um, I give that pick an A also. Um, I think I think this is one of very very few teams that Mac Jones was going to work with. Um, I feel like he could have worked. I don't even know honestly. I don't I don't know off the top of my head. But I think I think New England is a great fit for there for Mac Jones. A pick, good job. Um, Zayvon Collins from Tulsa going to the uh, Arizona Cardinals. A reach, in my opinion. Um, and there's a few reaches right around this area, um, if I'm being honest with you. So, Zayvon Collins from Tulsa, that pick. A-plus player, B-minus pick. Alex Leatherwood, C-plus pick. Great, he's a good offensive tackle, but you could have got him in a different spot. Jalen Phillips, A-pick. Good job, Miami on bringing the Miami boy back home. Jamin Davis from Kentucky. Um, I, I would have liked to see a different linebacker off the board. Um, I'm just glad they did go with linebacker um, instead of some other position. Um, and because they went linebacker, I'm giving it a B-plus pick. Kadarius Toney. Um, don't love the pick. I like I like Bateman, and I like Elijah Moore, and honestly, Terrace Marshall over Kadarius Toney. Um, I'm not a big fan of Tony, um, and I'm not not just saying that because I'm a Washington football team fan. Um, it's I don't honestly know what it is, but I just like Bateman and um, a few other guys more. Um, I give it a C plus pick. Quiddy Pay. They needed to sign a defensive end in free agency or draft one, and they did that here after the loss of Danico Autry. I give this pick an A minus. Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Um, and Christian Darisol from Virginia Tech. Um, Farley went to Tennessee. Darisol went to um, Minnesota. I give both those picks A minuses. Actually, no, I'll give the Darisol pick a B plus just because of how good uh, Dalvin Cook was last season. Maybe there's some stuff we don't know behind the scenes about some sort of injury, but um, I just don't feel like Darisol was of need right now. So. Uh, Najee Harris, it was either going to be Najee or some sort of interior offensive lineman, and Elijah Vera Tucker was gone, so good on them for picking Najee. Um, I give this pick an A. ETN, don't love it. I give it a C-. minus. Again, similar to uh, Zayvon Collins, A-plus player, not a great pick. I give it a C. Um, Greg Newsom, great pick. I give it an A. Same with Rashad Bateman, A. Peyton Turner, it was a reach at 28. Don't love it from Houston. Didn't know much about him after um, until he got drafted. I give it a C. Um, Eric Stokes, cornerback from Georgia, going to Green Bay. What are you trying to do? Piss off Aaron Rodgers even more. It's clearly not helping. I give it a C. Gregory Rousseau, this is a perfect spot for him. Um, good here, good pick here from the Buffalo Bills. I give it an A-. Um, out of Miami, 
I think Jalen Phillips is going to be the NFL, better NFL player, but Greg Rousseau was a dominant force in Miami, and I think he's going to somewhat continue that there in Buffalo. Um, Adolfe slash Jason Owe, zero sacks in his collegiate career, but he runs a sub 4440, so it does give him some bonus points, but not too many. I give it a C plus B minus. Um, Joe Tyrone, or Tryron, sorry. Um, out of Washington, another edge rusher. Um, that was honestly one of the very, very few positions that uh, the Buccaneers need to fill, and I think they did it well here with Tyrone. I give this pick a B plus. All right, so finishing off uh, the Joe Tryron pick from the Buccaneers, that is going to end off today's episode. Um, I may ask if you have made it this far. Well, first off, thank you. Um, and if you did enjoy the episode, please do share and like, um, sub, leave five-star rating. Um, you can do obviously do one of those things depending on the application you're listening on. Also, be sure to share because I know you can do that from whichever application you're on. Um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, whichever. Um, does not matter. Um, so be sure to share it. Also, be sure to go ahead and follow my Instagram. That's at lunchtabletalk underscore. And yeah, lunch table talk underscore should be the first one that pops up. Not sure what the next episode is going to be. Would give you forewarning if I knew, but if I'm being completely honest, I do not know what it is going to be. Maybe some, probably some sort of NBA related thing, um, because the playing game is starting very very soon. Shout out Scott Brooks for winning coach of the coach of the month in the Eastern Conference. Uh, have a good rest of your day. Still hate him. And uh, go Yankees. Oh, God, that sounds so weird. Uh, I don't like the Astros. Bye.